3: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up on this football Friday, of course, we're gonna talk about all the major news in the NFL regarding coaches and what it means for Bill Belichick now that it looks like he will not be hired this coaching cycle. We're also gonna get into the changes in Philadelphia and what it means moving forward. We've also got an appearance from Live Bet Jesus who stops by after months and months, and apparently he's a jinx in Australia. We're going to have another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've got our picks against the spread as well, too. And a look ahead to conference championship Sunday in the NFL. It's all yours here. Coming up next, two pros and a cup of joe on a football Friday, Fox Sports Radio. Now
1: let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Well, good morning. It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever you are making us a part of your Friday morning, we appreciate it. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And, of course, you know we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. How the hell are we feeling here on a Friday morning? Good morning.
4: Good morning. Doing well. Excited? Big weekend. Huge weekend. Yep. It's finally here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the weekend didn't start off all that hot for for somebody, you know, like the greatest of all time, uh, Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick, Mm because apparently nobody wants him which is a lonely, lonely place to be after the news that came out yesterday. And I don't know how surprised you guys were, but I was surprised. Raheem Morris named the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. They are the only team that has interviewed Belichick. There are two remaining spots. There's Seattle, there's Washington. And so Belichick is sitting looking around going... Okay, so I got nothing else lined up. And then it comes to find out that not only is Belichick not going to be the guy in Atlanta, and it's going to be Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator from the L.A. Rams, who does have previous experience. But there was a thought that, well, maybe Belichick just didn't see eye to eye with Rich McKay, the CEO there. And now it turns out, according to Adam Schefter, that they're not even reporting back to Rich McKay under this new structure, they'll be General Manager Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris now report to Arthur Blank not Rich McKay. So now I'm trying to figure out. It
0: it still played a role. I mean look, Schefter has his side of things. We kind of heard Albert Breer report about his side of it. The the experience between um, Rich McKay and Raheem Morris previously, and those two have known one another, played a a big role in it uh, as far as their comfort. It it largely comes down to if Bill Belichick was going to be the head coach, Rich McKay and him, they've had their past. It is what it is. But everyone would be working underneath Bill Belichick. That's the reality of that structure. And that just wasn't going to fly with Rich McKay, with Terry Fondo, how the organization would work. So that's what's been happening kind of behind the scenes. And I think the toughest thing for, for Bill Belichick moving forward is it's not that no one wants him i think he needs the right fit but he's now going to be a year older before that next opportunity comes if it comes and I, I think there's a couple of places that you know maybe he would be interested in but those opportunities aren't alive right now that that's just the reality of it you know i think atlanta made a decision where they feel like this is what they foresee for their future and someone who's going to be able to work side by side with Terry Vaughn though no which is a better structure for them. You know? But ultimately, that's not going to be the structure if you bring in Bill Belichick. It's Belichick and everyone else. You know, He's going to be the one that ultimately goes up to the owner and with Arthur Blank. So um, this took a turn about a week ago when I, I think Rich McKay and Terry Fondo didn't feel comfortable with that sort of structure. And since then, it's really kind of opened back up to a lot of other candidates and a different kind of structure to what they want to move forward.
4: Sometimes who you are is a a great a great asset, and sometimes who you are can be a great um liability and the things that have made historically Bill Belichick successful and has been an asset at this point it's not perceived. As an asset somewhere else, and I, I, I was saying it to to and during the show all along. Like, man, it's it's got to be. And when you think about it, it's going to be hard for Bill Belichick to find a place to coach. I mean, and and it's not for any other reason than all the reasons that are being discussed is that when you bring in a a guy of his status and his stature, he is the greatest of all time in coaching and in football for certain and could be debated in other circles and arenas. What, I mean, what can you do in order to appease a man that had the type of control that he had in New England? And how can you ensure that your organization is going to go in the right direction knowing that the only recourse you're going to have is to do it exactly the way he wants it done. Oh, no, you're wrong, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Got to let you know, you know, we're not going to do that. You know, like, how are you going to tell Bill Belichick? No, we don't want to do that. How are you going to tell Bill Belichick? "Uh, That's um"? That's not going to, like, no, you can't do that. It just doesn't seem feasible for anybody to be able to bring him into their doors. And at some point in time, if there's something that you don't like about what he's doing, if it turned out to be something that you weren't comfortable with, you're going to be sitting in the corner shaking. You're not going to say speak your piece. You're not going to say this needs to change and this isn't correct. You're not going to do it. And and I just don't see how any organization at this point would feel confident bringing that type of power into their doors. It totally will disrupt everything that's going. You almost would have to get rid of everyone there and bring in all Bill Belichickians. That's what, that would be the best way for you to get done what you want to get done because at the end of the day, and maybe I'm overstating it, but just based off of how I've heard things have been ran and have been done, and and in you know New England, that's pretty much the the. It's like there's a there's a blurred line of where Bill Belichick and his influence over who's who, and where it's it ends and where it starts for for uh, Kraft and where his people and where that starts and and where that ends, like. It's a blurred line. And I I think that that's more more of a liability trying to figure out if that's going to mesh well. On paper, it sounds amazing to hire him. It sounds unbelievable to hire Bill Belichick. But there is a lot that would come with it, perceivably. Whether for good or for bad, for Bill Belichick, he's, he's accomplished what he's accomplished. He's done some amazing things, but... Man, I mean, it, it, you would have to assume it's going to be a daunting task for the people that have to work for him that weren't hired by him um, and and have to still do what they do.
3: Unless a year away, he realizes, all right, I, I got to adjust. So I've got to be able to work in this new climate, this new NFL, and I've got to report to people that maybe I didn't have with New England. That's why I was curious to ask Breer yesterday when Albert Breer was with us, like, hey, If Belichick, you know, loved his situation in New England so much, like, whose idea was it for him to go? And it was, no, he was basically fired. Like, it was Robert Kraft saying, you got to go. And now he's looking around for a similar fit elsewhere, and they just don't exist in the NFL. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. And then, listen, Mike Rabel's still out there, and it looks like if you— tie everything together there's a lot of people that feel like you know ben johnson's the favorite to land the washington gig dan quinn in seattle makes a lot of sense those are the two openings remaining so we could be looking at belichick and mike vrabel who were two quality candidates quality coaches have won a bunch of games that are going to be kind of sitting there holding their you know what while everybody else is you know moving on with their lives next year
0: well, for Mike Vrabel, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world because he can do a number of things. If he wants to set out for a year, do TV, he gets that. He gets that opportunity. Uh, he's young enough where he's going to have many opportunities moving forward. You know, you don't want to necessarily, if you're in his shoes, pick the wrong opportunity to be stuck there for the next two, three years and then, you know, hurt your legacy and reputation where you might not get another shot. So for him, it's, it's a different situation than for Bill Belichick. You know, time's running out in the sense that he's 72 years old. And I think that might have played a factor as well into, you know, how much ultimately are you going to be able to invest into a coach where you really don't know how much longer he's going to be there. And if you are creating this organizational structure, and I think this was probably some of the pushing from some of the folks in the front office for the Atlanta Falcons, which, again, it wasn't a secret. I mean, this started about a week ago. And so regardless of what Schefter wants to say with the structure uh, with Rich McKay, the reality of the matter is there is a group of the front office who wasn't a fan of what that structure would look like with Bill Belichick. And if you bring in Bill Belichick and you create that structure, what happens when he leaves in three years or four years, whatever the case may be? Now, Now that structure is going to have to change anyway. For however it's going it's going to work moving forward or you have to find a head coach that's similar to Mike Shanahan that has that sort of power so his age slash the structure became I think the biggest issue for Arthur blank ultimately not being able to be the one to make that decision where others got involved and they believed Raheem Morris uh, was a better candidate for what Atlanta wants to do moving forward and by the way, Raheem Morris didn't get enough credit this year. For how good of a job he did with that defense. I mean, it was Aaron Donald and a bunch of young guys around him. Yeah, and it's no disrespect to those players, but that was a roster that, between if you look at Matt Stafford on offense, Donald on defense. I mean, they really had to work some magic around some of those pieces. I mean, yes, Cooper Cup, but Puka Nakua had a hell of a year. Obviously, both edge rushers uh, for the Rams had a hell of a year, and, and some of that's you know a, a byproduct of Aaron Donald getting so much attention, but. Raheem Morris, like, flew under the radar as, hey, this is a playoff team and largely because of the way their defense was able to help get them there. So um, excited for him that he gets another opportunity. Good coach, great guy. I think he'll do well there. Um, the, the only thing I always worry about with this sort of structure is when you hear about, you know, the front office, ah, well, you know, they, they're afraid of Belichick being the, the guy to kind of oversee all of it. Well, it's like, all right, he was the most successful in NFL history. Right. What's wrong with that? It's, it's really a, it's all power plays. You know, it's like a house of cards and everyone wants to still remain and be a part of it. And that's fine. Uh, and hopefully it works out. But there's a reason why New England was so successful for such a long period of time. Yes, Tom Brady was a huge piece of it amongst, uh, you know, a bunch of other Hall of Fame and great players. But the Bill Belichick factor to all of that was a huge factor as well.
3: But you see, and it's also open season on him. You see the guy go, Bill, there's a picture that's out there. Hopefully it's not a fake. It probably is at this point. But Belichick's in a Chick-fil-A in the Atlanta area, just buying food by himself, just sitting there at the front, got a tie on. That was after the
0: first interview.
3: Was it? Yeah, that was weeks ago. But isn't that show like a guy who's a man of the people? Like, doesn't it show a guy who's not out there trying to send somebody else in? He's not going to go through a drive-thru. He's not ashamed. He'll walk right into a Chick-fil-A. He'll walk right up in his suit and tie after an interview. Yeah. It shows that you
0: need to be food. on social media more to be up this stuff. Man. Hey,
3: I, I, I caught wind of the picture last night, so I, know. I, don't, know, I don't know where I know. it was from. You're but, late to the party, buddy. But point is, that's a man of the huh. people. He deserves an opportunity, and he's getting shamed and ousted by this new era of NFL. I don't like it. I think it's disrespectful. For it's
0: ageism place. is what it is. Yeah. You know? Mm. I mean, who's the oldest on our show?
4: Oh, man. That's messed up. Eddie?
3: I, oh, jeez. See, LaVar, you, you, thought,
0: you thought when I brought that up it was going to be you, but it's not. Uh-huh. I'm um, just saying, man. Like, we all got to watch out. We got to protect Var. We got to protect Eddie. Dang. I mean, Lee... His numbers not that old, but he—he's oh, just he, no—he's—he's he's up there as far as like you know wisdom.
3: What, do you, what, that, so. what are you saying? What you saying? He's
0: already got the shovel. No, you, I'm just saying he's you know he's up there kind of in age. You know he's got some tread on the tire. You know what I'm saying? He's he's he's, he's got that wisdom. What are you so. doing? We're gonna protect you. him.
4: I'm alive, man, I'm alive. I'm alive.
0: <laughs> Jonas is gonna live forever because <laughs> he's
4: a vampire. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, he's over, it yeah. true. He's already yeah, He's in year three hundred. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter how old Jonas is, he'll just keep surviving. He'll suck someone's blood.
3: Yeah, it was Jeez. born in the seventeen
0: hundreds. There you go. From, uh, I mean, we, we, that's on. what i was just saying, man. We gotta, we gotta protect our, our elder folks here.
3: Yeah. Well, know? listen. I think everybody's gonna be protected right now um, because we do have a very special announcement here uh, that we <laughs> wanted to present to you at the proper time. It's a football Friday. Alright. <laughs> yeah. right. Come on. Uh, uh,
1: uh,
3: uh yeah for. Come, come on, sticks. Yeah. Come, come
5: on. on, get it, Jonas. It's Friday. Get it Eddie. Hey. Get it, Eddie. Hey. Hey. Get it Eddie. It's Friday.
4: All right. Hey. Yeah, it's Friday. Hey. Come on, Sam. Come on, Sam. It's Friday. Hey, Sam, it's hey. killing it. it yeah. Clowka. Check it out. Yeah. Come on, Lee. Check it out. Come on, Lee. Come on, come on. Check it out. Check it out. Come on. Check it out. Come on. Watch for the flop. Watch for the flop. Come on. I'm old. Come on. Eddie, you're old. Eddie, you're old. Oh, oh, okay. We're all old. We're all so old. Nice. Come on, come on, oh. come on. Bill, Bill Belichick, you're old. Come on. Oh, 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 so All right. Friday night is a football Friday. Come on, baby. Come on, come on, football Friday. Dude, rock that hit Do it. Right. Yeah. Come Come yeah, on. there it is. Yeah. Hey,
3: a little football, football Friday, Friday here for you as we get set for conference championship weekend in the NFL. It is two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. So we are going to have the usuals coming up later on. We do have another edition of In Case You Missed It later on this hour. We've also got our picks against the spread. We are going to spread them for conference championship Sunday in hour two. And then we close up shop, as always, with another edition of You In You Out. A special tribute to conference championship Sunday. So it's all yours here a three-hour extravaganza until 9 a.m. Eastern time six o'clock Pacific but a familiar face is returning to a former NFL team and that may not be a good thing we'll tell you what that is next
1: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with Brady Quinn Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the 5th Hour with Ben Maller. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the 5th Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spin-off of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeart radio app Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts
3: Good little jam here. Which song like is this, this, Sam? Finally. By who? Who's the artist for the uh, people listening on the podcast? Women in Tights. Is it? I don't know. I love that group. It's, a, I it's kind of a I love hit. that group. Cece Penniston was like a one-hit wonder. A yeah,
4: bit. she's dope, though. Yeah. Cece Penniston. Oh, yeah. She's got a couple couple bangers. Okay,
3: all right. They play this short... uh like when you go Cosmic Bowling in Dublin, Ohio. This is like the jam. That's what they play. Mm. Late at night. People try to pick up spares and CC uh, Fredrickson or whatever her name is.
4: CC C. Peniston.
3: Yeah. That too. Stupid. Bangers, man.
4: Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> well, you got to see Sam Dance.
4: Keep on walking is her her like probably her best song. That she's known for. is a dope song.
3: Yeah, man. She's got a ton. Keep like, on walking. LeVar is just all over the place with his musical in. knowledge. He is, man. It's impressive. Yeah. Very, very eclectic. He's all, he, he kind of bats to all portions of the field. Pretty impressive, yeah. man. What, whatever, Jonas. No, I'm just saying, like, who, who <laughs> had CC Penicillin on your playlist? You did. Dang, Penicillin. Interesting. It's a banger.
4: She's like one of them chicks you had a crush on back when you were younger listening to her, too.
3: I, pre- I refer to them as women, but... Um, you young
4: know. lady. Yeah, I guess it, we do live in different <laughs> times.
3: you got to be Sorry. careful. Sorry, young lady. All right.
4: I um, mean, I call guys dudes. I mean, is that bad? Can I... do? I guess you got... I don't know. All right. You got to... Okay, never mind. Go ahead. It's yep, a sa- you're it's, right.
3: It's a safe place here.
4: It is a safe place.
3: <laughs> and if you were easily offended... This probably ain't the uh, text chain you want to be on. We'll just put it that way. But Ooh. coming up here in twenty minutes from now from the TireRack.com dot com studios, we do have ourselves a little bit of a scandal Ooh. that Ooh. people, <laughs> Ooh. 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 a scandal that a lot of listeners uh, can relate to. All right, that have probably been wondering: Does this happen? Has this happened before? Well, apparently, we have proof. It's an NFL story. We'll have that for you again coming up twenty minutes Good from tease. now. What a but, tease! But uh, well, you know, it's not a tease. What? what? The worst kept secret in the NFL, the Vic Fangio is going to be the next defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. How about that? Hmm. A little pies on passion returning to Philly. And I say returning because he did serve as a consultant for the Eagles before their Super Bowl matchup last year against the Chiefs. So that maybe isn't the best news for Eagles fans who are still wondering what the hell happened in that game (sighs) and Jonathan Gannon, who got blamed for a bunch, but... Nonetheless, Vic Fangio out of work for about an hour and a half, and finds himself in Philadelphia, the brand new DC for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, look, we talked about the decision for um, you know him to mutually agree to part ways with the Dolphins it didn't really make a ton of sense. Um, he is from PA, so it, this, with this opening coming open, he's sixty-five he's been, years been, old. You know, maybe he's more towards the end of uh, his coaching career. Wants to go back and help out Philly and. Um, you know, finish his career off that way. But if that's the case, so be it. I mean, I, I personally love the hire for them. I think it makes a lot of sense. You bring in a guy who's got head coaching experience. You bring in a guy who's done a, a tremendous job with defenses, and it seemed like this past season, no matter what they tried to do defensively to make adjustments with their personnel, it didn't work. That, that's, that's where, I guess, the, the next question becomes, who stays who goes on that roster? It, it an older an older group with some of the defensive pieces? Can some of the guys play the techniques that he's asking for, uh, or, or requires them to within his scheme? And uh, but either way, they, they need to improve. They, they've got to be a much better group than what they were this past season if they want to get back to another Super Bowl. And I, I think he can, he can help them get there. Yeah,
4: I, I think it's a good pickup. I mean, Vic is he's he's proven and he's he's known to to get some some really good results. I mean, listen. With with that defense, there there are some young pieces, and most of them are from from Georgia. So I was surprised that they didn't go get Georgia's defensive coordinator um, and bring them in so that they could get the same results that they were getting with them in, in in college. But you know, honestly speaking, I just I think they do have some older pieces, but they do have some young guys that that have what some of them have. What One more year, on, one to two more years on their,
0: their original but, contract? By the way, do you know who that defensive coordinator, at least one of them, would have been? Who's that? Will Muschamp. Mm. Oh, Can you imagine Louis him right. on an NFL sideline just
3: going absolutely nuts? Oh, man, he had a hell of a run at South Carolina. Mm. Well, as the coach of the Cox? Yeah, he was. And he was the uh, Cox Damn. coach. And, a, could you uh, imagine him, though, well.
0: on the sideline going ballistic? Just upset at the officials, whatever the case is. He's one of the most passionate coaches I've ever seen. Yeah, very mm.
3: fiery.
4: Fiery. Could have been one of those moves. I mean, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. yeah well, he, you know, and he's a little bit younger. He's, he's only in his
3: yeah, 50s. Why, why are we so. trying to push everybody out? That's uh, I'm not saying favorite. that.
4: I'm just saying you have a lot the the younger guys that you have. I know, man. It's like, like we're from pushing Georgia.
0: people off on those like, blocks of ice, like out into the Sound of the ocean, damn, <laughs> damn. blocks damn. of ice. You know damn. Sam, doesn't blocks of ice don't they float? Yeah, that's the whole point. It's like they, they just want push to... them out, they push them off out there. I don't know what happened, Sam. You know
3: about that tradition, right? They float until they melt. Yeah,
5: what floating ice Pretty
0: blocks?
3: Much. Yes, I don't know Dang. anything about that. Dang, you guys ever ride ice blocks? Picks and down... shoes off. Huh? You ever ride ice blocks down a hill? You ever do that before?
0: No, no sledding.
3: Do you remember sledding. the? Uh the Jackass stunt where the guy did it, but he uh, he did it with his pants down.
0: <laughs> well, why do I feel like you were a huge jackass fan? <laughs> I mean,
3: they had some good stunts, yeah, but it did not go well for him because yeah. he didn't realize that uh, there could be some stickiness. Hey, when did it ever go well? <laughs> At what
0: point did any of their stunts ever go well? You're we like, Oh, yeah, that went exactly how I thought I was gonna go. He's a jackass,
3: yeah, they were uh. Pretty ahead of their time, Um, but uh, the the injuries those guys have dealt with afterwards. Like, Johnny Knoxville literally can't do stunts anymore because he suffered so many concussions. Like, Mm. the last one, he got knocked out by Butterbean in a jewelry store, the boxer, and, like, (laughs) suffered a concussion, was snoring after he got hit, and so now they got long-term damage they got to deal with, so... Uh, who knows? We'll see if uh, the long-term damage lasts in Philadelphia. Now, they do have an open spot for the OC, the offensive coordinator. We were trying to push for Brady Quinn to get it because yeah. they don't know he's Italian.
0: I mean, I, not, either, it. not even applying for it. Don't I want mean, to be part of that. Yeah, but yeah. you're
3: Italian. Kind of fits the a- requirements. A- I've got an Irish a- last name and from a- Dublin, a- Ohio. A-
0: uh, I don't know. A- Play for man. the Shamrocks and the Fight a- Irish. A-, yeah. a You,
3: uh... <laughs> You spit in the tube, Forget and the results, about it. the results gave us something different. So we're going to go with you being Italian. Uh, and so we tried to get Brady to take Double the OC gold. job. He refused. Double. So there is the uh, – <laughs> so they have requested –
4: <laughs> What's the they, question? They have requested – <laughs>
3: They have requested an interview with Kellen Moore, the uh, offensive coordinator from the Chargers, uh, who probably sees the writing on the wall there. But it would be interesting to see Kellen Moore back in the NFC East because Mike McCarthy was pretty, pretty blunt about. You know why he wanted to move on from Kellen Moore when he was the OC in Dallas. So we could see a return to the NFC East for Kellen Moore. So that could spice up that matchup a little more as if they didn't need it already with uh, their head coach, Sirianni, yelling, that's game fu" to Mike McCarthy and company. So there's that potential happening uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But all that being said, if if Philly goes and say they make a playoffs, they make the playoffs again, but they lose in the first round. Like, what What keeps Nick Sirianni as head coach? Because it does feel like you need significant results this year. No. And just making the playoffs isn't suffice, considering he's done that every year, and he's on the proverbial hot seat as we enter into year four. So what, what would it take uh, I, for him to keep his gig?
0: I, I don't know that I'd phrase it that way. I, I think it all depends on how the, the season goes. Yeah. Like, this season, where well, they got the 10-1, and one, and then they, they what, won... Was it one of their last six, something like that down the stretch? One of the last seven? Yeah, uh, one of seven. One of seven, yeah, with the playoff Damn. game. That's so Ugly. Right. And like, and, like, imagine being a 10-1 team. You're rolling. You're finding ways of winning. You're feeling good about yourselves despite the fact everyone on the outside was like, ah, I don't know if this, is gonna, if this thing's going to hang on. And then going on, on that sort of run, you finish in a manner that's not making you feel good about anything that happened this past season, even though you won 11 games, even though you got to the playoffs. That's the ice blocks. If you, sure, if you started off this past season and you have some injuries or whatever happens, you battle through a little bit of adversity. But let's say you finished your last 11 games 10-1 and and you get in the playoffs. It feels a lot different. And so I I just think the way their team kind of hit that wall towards the end of the season and how they finished played a role in all of it. Uh, I, I think if they have a slow start, and then they kind of build up, and they finish stronger. And even if it would have end in a, you know, wild card game, they got blown out too. It wasn't like it was close; they got blown out. So even if that's like a, a tight competitive game, it might feel a little different. I don't know that you just go and change your head coach if that's the case, because you might might have saw improvement from your defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator. It might it might be better than where you felt like you were this past season. And if that's the case, then I think you continue on moving forward and say, okay four straight years in the playoffs, you know, let's just, let's see what this group can do if we get, bring it back another year. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, ultimately it comes down to Howie Roseman's decision because he's yeah. got the ear of, of Jeffrey Lurie. But I think, it, it. listen, I think what
4: you said makes sense in terms of, you just got to see how it goes. You You can win games and still be on the hot seat if you could imagine that. And it just could be about how people feel about one another. You know, you, you could feel like the thrill is gone and, and, and that, you know, the relatability isn't there. And then, you ultimately kind of are turned off, you know, and, and don't want to deal with one another. And so the handwriting could be on the wall. We wouldn't know it, but you can, you know, you could be in a situation where you lose a couple games and then you're out of there. That That just seems to be on par for the course these days with how coaches are handled. So. If he has a good a good season, he's in good standing, things are going pretty good, obviously that's a non-conversation. But if they, they have some rough patches, you know, or if they were to finish the way that they finished this year, if they have that type of slide, I don't know. I don't know that Sirianni could survive having that type of a slide again next season. And if it started off that way, then the bigger question is, man, like, is he gone? If they start off one and seven, if they win one, if they win one game, lose six after that, if they win two games and and lose, you know, four and they're they're two and six, I, I don't I can't see how I don't see how you can come to the conclusion that that team is still playing for that coach. And if you don't feel like that team is playing for that coach, because to say that the team is playing for that coach, that means to say that your team isn't good enough and your coach isn't good enough, which means that your front office isn't good enough because they didn't put the right players in place for him to win. And there's a lot of people that are, you would have to say, you know, on the hot seat. So to me, I I think – I think it's gonna be how he handles what goes on next year, how they win, how they lose. I'm sure they'll say because of Jalen Hurts being being hurt and not at hundred percent played a large role and factor into why they didn't play as well down the stretch. We'll have to see. It might be a it might be a matter of how well or how not well Jalen Hurts plays next year. Seriani's job might hinge on how Jalen Hurts plays early on next year or the entire, you know, regular season.
3: Yeah. It's going to be, uh, and that's the great thing about it. We're going to discover it in real time next year. Oh, my you know, gosh. Uh, what a transition. And uh, hmm, speaking of which, did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why hmm. with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Hmm. Limitations Limitation apply. Um, this hmm. is uh, an interesting and, and a little bit of a pleasant surprise here. Um Live Bet Jesus has just sent a tweet. Oh, really? No
0: one knows his X
3: account or his Twitter account It's anymore. just at Live Bet Jesus. I'm surprised it's not verified at this point. But mm-hmm. Well, uh, didn't
0: was didn't there used to be a, an account that he got shut down or something or someone didn't want to pay for uh, no,
3: it? No clue. Uh, I can't confirm nor deny any of that. But uh, he oh. has sent a tweet. And I'm just curious, I, could this be about the Australian Open that's going on right now? Oh, yes. Um, Look, I mean, he, maybe he'll pick a winner. I don't know. Again, we don't have control over Hey, Lee, this, but... keep us
0: honest. Let us know what match is in the final set. It is in the final That feels yeah, exactly. like a, a well, reckless... what, what match is it, Lee? Uh, Medvedev versus Zurev? Oh, okay. Zverev. Okay. So Zverev? Let's, let's just figure out if uh, Live Bet Jesus doesn't lay a bet for, on, on Medvedev. I assume Medvedev is uh, winning. Plus no. two
3: hundred five. Uh, yeah, Medvedev is losing. Actually, he's losing. Yeah. Oh wow. He, he just won surprising. his first. Uh, he just won his first. Well, then
0: clearly, live bet Jesus will go with the underdog. I mean, he's an underdog. No. He loses so much. Okay.
3: Well, listen. Uh, we'll we'll get the answer to that coming up here shortly. But why, for are, you, all the why ladies, are you
4: so uh, protective over live bet Jesus, I just, Jonas?
3: Because he's been the most consistent. He's been the most
0: what? The most absent the to most, our show over the over the years. He's left us hanging. He's
4: know.
3: treated like crap.
4: Right, I really he's, did he's, have a zinger. I did have a zinger, but I held it. I held it. I didn't use it. It was a good one, though. But I'm not going to do it. It yeah. was a good one.
3: He's basically the doormat that Brady steps on when he walks into the house. It is our show, and don't put it on me, okay?
0: Don't put it. You can't. You can't act like a guy walks on water when he never shows up. All
3: right. Well, listen. Uh, we'll find out why the hell he sent a tweet and what that. We're means going to find out. Us, uh, don't even notice his Twitter account, dude. Uh, At Live Bet Jesus, if you want to follow along, if you think we're making this up or spinning yarns here on Fox Sports Radio, that is not the case. Uh, But you know who is uh, spinning nothing but these stories from around the world of sports? I don't see it. It's the great Edmund Garcia.
6: Alright, thank you Jonas. We will start with news from the NFL. Looks like we have a couple of head coaching vacancies being filled. The Atlanta Falcons reportedly going to name Raheem Morris as their next head coach. He was most recently the Rams defensive coordinator. He does have NH NFL head coaching experience as the head coach of the Buccaneers for three seasons. Also was the interim head coach in Atlanta. And the Carolina Panthers going to name Dave Canales as their next head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers for one season has no previous head coaching experience. In the NBA, Self. Beat the Heat in Miami 143 110 in a rematch last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Boston now league best. 35-10. and 10. On the season, Timberwolves are the top team in the West at 32-13. and 13. They got by the Nets, 96-94. Knicks all over the defending champion Nuggets, 122-84. And Nikola Jokic did play in this game for Denver. Pacers beat the 76ers, 134-122 for Indiana. Pascal Siakam, a triple-double, 26 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Lakers over the Bulls, 141-132. Uh, Kings get by the Warriors, 134-133. Harrison Barnes, 39 points for Sacramento. And the Jazz beat the Wizards, one twenty three college basketball just one ranked team in action ninth ranked arizona losing to oregon state 83 to 80 in the nhl the oilers won their 15th game in a row with a three nothing shutout of the blackhawks canadians over the islanders 4-3 as new new york head coach patrick wall loses in his return to montreal where he was a star player hurricanes over the devils 3-2 and the red wings shut out the flyers 3-0 and in tennis at the australian open men's semifinal Italy's Yannick Sinner upset number 1 seed defending champ Novak Djokovic in four sets. That's his yeah, first damn. career Grand Slam finals appearance with that win. For Djokovic, he had a 33-match winning streak snapped at the Australian Open. His last loss down under was in 2008. Come back to LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox. at IRAC.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Thanks, Eddie. Too- hold on, hold on. Uh, what
0: happened? Did what you a, hear what Eddie just said? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Did you hear what Eddie just said? Yeah, about the, the dude loss. hasn't lost in 16 years in the Australian Open.
6: Well, he did get banned for a couple of years for COVID. He, COVID. Didn't, he wouldn't. Get okay, but, but but like, so
0: so we say 14. Okay, that's not Is bad. Is that fair? Can we say 14? Yeah, that's all right. I mean, how about 13? How about 13? To go undefeated for 13 years in a tennis tournament? And now it's over. It's absurd, dude. Yeah. And by the way, Sinner <laughs> uh, like whooped him. It wasn't wasn't really even that close. Mm. I mean, I'm sure Live know. Bet Jesus actually just bet on center right now. the so, Why are
3: you so <laughs> negative when it comes to Live Bet Jesus? Why can't you just embrace the he fact he never that wins? He's back? And, and then he
0: transitioned. Last time Lavar he got involved, he transitioned to the strategy of if it was a soccer game, he'd bet in like the 90th oh, minute. God, on just... on whoever was up by three goals.
3: By the way, for those of you wondering uh, that are new to the show, Live yeah. Bet Jesus was. Uh, we still don't know who it is, but he would appear oh, yeah. on our Sunday night show. It's only, it's he, only weird how defensive you are. If well, I'm... no, I'm just trying to explain for the audience. So he would appear on this show, and all of a sudden the lights would go out in the studio, and a piece of paper would drop down from the sky. <laughs> We're in a new studio, so maybe it won't happen this time, but Let's that's how so. it went down. And we would either, I would just read off this paper a bet. Of a sporting event that was live on the air that would and usually lose usually and at a 95 percent clip it would be a win lose one, one no. of the most it, successful it, it, lee, handicappers of we, let's
0: time. go to let's let's go to lee on this one lee did he even win 30 percent of the time no
2: that, definitely not it was mm. uh Dang. always a loss on live bet loser okay well, nobody oh my, God. oh my gosh okay, hold on oh my gosh okay, is this is on. him is this is him coming right. jonas okay the oh
3: the lights have oh, gone out is. in the studio. And Madonna's playing, so of course it's live by Jesus. I can't even see what's going on on the television. I mean, we had the Weather Channel on. Stephanie Abrams is just, no, there she is. Uh, but the oh, there's a piece a of, of paper now falling down onto the desk. Just so people know, we're not making this up. This is all on the up and up here. Yep, it's we are, yep. no shenanigans, yep. no no corny radio bit here during morning drive. Just so you know, we're on the up and up here. That sounds real. It is this morning, on the 26th of January 2024, that I live bet Jesus proclaim the pick to be Alexander Zverev to beat yeah, Daniil Medvedev there at we the Australian go. Open. Yeah, how many
0: sets they got
5: left? I mean, listen, that's irrelevant. Minus three thirty. That is not yeah, minus listen. Minus three thirty, folks. Lee, why you wanted to update your screen bet. for I one. the best. Uh, so there, thirty bucks. There is your thirty uh, bucks
0: to win hundred.
3: There is your pick. Uh, just a another. Magical appearance here from Live Bet Jesus on the air. It's great to hear yeah, him again. a
4: fan, huh? And we'll see. Uh, fan of Live Bet. Jesus. Fan of a lot of people. Okay.
3: Uh, it is two pros Stupid. and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So uh, if that wasn't scandalous enough, we've got another one involving something you all do in the NFL. And it's yours here at FSR.
1: Nobody with the Jesus.
3: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
2: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, we will call a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. An interesting move and decision made by one team in the NFL yesterday. We'll tell you what that is again here on FSR. Before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It though, shortly after our show, a reminder that our podcast will be going up. So if you've missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. Search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also Follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search 2 Pros. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air.
1: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that we turn
3: it over to our executive producer Lee D-D-D-D-D-D-D-Lap. Good
1: morning everybody. Good morning Jonas, good morning Brady, good morning Lavar. Good
3: morning, good morning.
1: Guys, in case you missed this, we have a scandal in the world
4: of
2: sports. Yes sir, that's right. We have a scandal in the world of sports. Hey Lee. Hey Brady. Hey Lavar.
1: Hey Lee. That scandal being in the national fantasy, yes, that's
0: always. Shut up, Lee!
1: <laughs> Shut the f- up.
0: The National uh. Fantasy
5: Football Championship hosted a playoff hold'em contest, boasting more than fifteen hundred entries and a first prize of one hundred fifty thousand dollars, two hundred dollars a pop for entries into this contest. Hmm. Turns out that post deadline changes were being made to the lineup. Some sleuthing going in. Uh, the administrator apparently had a relationship with the winner, not just of this year but of an uh, entry
3: in twenty nineteen, and they've racked up more than twenty dollars in winnings
5: that has now resulted in an internal investigation an employee being terminated and the contest participant being banned from further play on any platform for the rest of their lives so
3: if i understand this correct they were waiting until games had started to put players in who are already off to a hot start correct
5: <laughs> they had cha- taken out Rasheed rice and put
3: in travis kelsey who had two touchdowns <laughs> oh uh, hey, you know so what
1: i see our lies and collusion that's right. Ooh. Collusion. Collusion?
3: It's <laughs> a lot of money on the line, man. You yeah. got to do what you got to do. Hey, if you're only getting the slap on the wrist of being banned for
5: life, $20,000, I think it's worth it.
3: Yeah, like there's not another fantasy league they can't get in. You know, this is, I mean, this, this is still an opportunity out there. No, you, you guys got to play fantasy football, man. It's fun. There's mm. a fun way to go. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: sounds like a great time.
3: Yeah. Come on, Brady. Easy money.
2: Let's cheat. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.